Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey, welcome to Private Club Radio. We have a rainy day here in Tampa, so I had to put the top up on my Jeep. I was kind of bummed about that. It's been such an awesome winter. I've had the top down for the last few weeks, which my wife is happy about that it's back up because now she can park in the garage. (laughs) But hey, we've got an awesome show for you today. I've got Denny Corby, who's going to come on and talk to us about running unique events at your club. And Denny has some awesome insights about how to maximize event attendance, how to make sure that people show up to your events, how to make sure that they're the most cost-effective they can be, and just a ton of great, valuable information. Denny is a magician and a comedian. He does a comedy magic show at clubs around the country. So stay tuned for that one because it's really, really probably one of the best interviews we've had so far this year on Private Club Radio. After Denny, we're going to be speaking with Gary Collins, who's going to give us a wrap-up from his experience at the CMAA World Conference and Expo out in San Francisco, and always a great chat with Gary Collins of Master Club Advisors. So that'll be a little bit later in the show. I want to talk to you guys about the Facebook forum because our Private Club Radio listeners' Facebook forum is really heating up. What I love about the forum is that we've got this eclectic mix over there. It's not just general managers. We've got membership directors. We've got former guests of the show. We've got all these food and beverage folks and marketing people and just just some great talent in the private club industry. And there's some interesting conversations that are starting to happen over there that you need to join in on. We've got people talking about marketing questions, asking, is Facebook better than Google, AdWords? People are testing out some of their marketing copy, seeing if it is good or if it needs some tweaks. People are asking governance questions. People are talking about dues and initiation fees and renovations and just a ton of great conversations happening over there. And you get an international perspective on the industry because people are coming from all over the world to talk on this forum. So it's a really unique opportunity that's completely free and well worth your time. All you got to do is go to facebook.com slash groups slash private club radio and just ask to be in the group and we will let you in. If that's too much for you to type, then just go over into Facebook and type in Private Club Radio in the search bar. It will pop right up. Totally, totally cool, valuable resource that you've got at your fingertips. So no question goes unanswered in that forum. Now, it is Monday. It's the Monday after the Valspar Championship in Tampa which I got to go out and see Tiger for the first time. So this is the first time in a long time Tiger has been in Tampa and never at the Valspar Championship. So it was really fun to see him. He was back in his element. The crowds were crazy. I was there on Friday in one of the hospitality tents and just it was electric because I've been to this championship on a number of occasions over the last five years and never saw it like this. The crowds were bigger. People were more excited. There was just an energy and a buzz in the air, which, you know, the announcers talked about that on television, but seeing that firsthand was pretty special. So I'm really, really happy to see Tiger back and playing well, because I think that's going to get people more interested in playing golf again, which of course is going to help our private club. So that was pretty darn exciting. All right. Well, without further ado, I'm going to bring on our first guest of the day. 
Well, today's guest is an interesting one. His name is Denny Corby. He is a club entertainer. He does a magic and comedy show for clubs around the country. He was born and raised in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yes, that same place where The Office, that show The Office was filmed. And actually a fun fact, his family owns the paper supply company in Scranton. So what are the chances of that happening? But anyways, he quit working for that third generation family business to pursue his dream of becoming a full-time entertainer. And he now travels the country performing at tons of club events, corporate engagements, and private home parties. Let's give a warm welcome to Denny Corby. Denny, welcome to Private Club Radio. Thank you for having me, Gabe. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Now, uh, I guess we're going to cover on this episode, I really, really like to talk to you about how clubs can make there were events just outrageously awesome for members. So you've got three important things that clubs need to do to make sure their events don't suck. <laughs> so let's let's get right in. Let's get right into that part and uh, maybe start off with you with the first thing on your list. There, what's the first way that they can make their events yeah. not suck, Denny? Yeah, sure thing. So you know, I've, I come from the world of entertainment, doing a comedy, magic, and mind reading show, and got into the club world a couple of years ago. A couple of clubs reached out and had me do events there. And I realized these are very, very, very fun events. And it's a market that really wants fun entertainment. And from taking my experience in the corporate world and other events, I was, uh, I was helping clubs now kind of work with them and how to make their events a little bit better. So here's just kind of three things that I've picked up along the past couple of years that have uh, helped clubs have really fun, uh, successful event nights. So one of the things I saw was one club I worked with in Chicago, and it was brilliant. And another one in Alabama, actually, I'll be there next week or in a couple weeks doing, doing their event again. But uh, I've been telling clubs and working with clubs, having them utilize sponsors and partnerships. So uh, a lot of clubs, I don't think, sometimes realize that they can use sponsorships and some right. of their vendor partners to yeah. do their comedy events and fun shows. And it makes it a win-win situation for, for both. So it kind of helps lower the overall cost. Um, so what I've seen happen is uh, actually the most most successful one um, was it was a club I did out in Chicago and they mixed my show night with a wine tasting. Nice. Invited in all of their wine reps and they set up uh, like a nice little wine tasting. And what was really nice is the people kind of had a nice wine tasting, obviously during the cocktail hour, they had, you know, the bar still during, during the show and everything. But what, what the club liked was the people would go around tasting wine. The wine reps were there to able to explain the wines, talk about the wines, And the club actually made money because the people would go, Hey, uh, can you order me half a case of this? Get me two bottles of this, order me a full case of that. So uh, at this particular club, people can have their own kind of wine supply. So they were able to buy bottles that the club then sold to them. So they were actually making a little bit more money on top of already people paying to come to the show. Nice. And did the, and, did the uh, wine sponsor so really actually nice come in and pay for, for some of the, or offset some of the costs of having you come in and actually do the show then? That I'm not 100% sure on. Uh, I think they just kind of took that small risk and said, hey, why, why don't you guys come in? There's going to be, you know, 100 people here. It'll be nice for you guys to talk with, you know, the people. I think they've been there for one or two events prior, mm-hmm. but I don't think they've done it with this kind of capacity. Right. They were able to kind of talk, mix and mingle. I think some of the vendors knew some of the uh, club members just from being wine drinkers. So they had kind of had like some had a built up relationship already. There was maybe one or two wine vendors who I think were trying to even get into the door to get, get their wine. There's just a nice way for the club to tell the vendors, hey, why don't you come to this event just bring you know a 
couple of your best bottles. We're going to have people sampling, people having a good time. And if they like it, they can order some bottles and we can bring it in, into the club. Um, I did have another club in Alabama that got a sponsor to sponsor my whole show. Nice. So I tell clubs, hey, if you have just any sort of relationships, if you don't ask, you don't know. So just reach out. Say, hey, can you sponsor half of it, the whole thing, a fourth of it? Um, you know, reach out to beer sponsors, wine, liquor, cigars, you know, golf products, tennis products. Um, you know, kind of use your imagination, which I think, you know, the clubs have to get a little bit uh, creative these days. I've listened to some past episodes right. and just getting creative with how they do their events, the events that they do. So why not get creative with, you know, how to offset some of the costs, which really, it really doesn't cost me much to come in because the members buy tickets. So it kind of ends up pay- paying for itself. But still that, that initial overhead um, can sometimes be a little bit difficult for some clubs. So it's a nice way to just kind of get that little extra revenue for, for some of the clubs and help it make it more of a win-win for all, all parties involved. I think it's a great idea. And you're right. I, I don't see many clubs ever utilizing that resource. There's so many of their own vendors or businesses in the community even the own the, the the businesses that the members own could potentially be a sponsor of that, you know, and maybe they have a, exactly. a, a, fan, a VIP table or some extra experience for doing so. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great idea and then, for sure. It, it's fantastic. And what I enjoy too is um, with the wine, uh, the wine before during the cocktail hour. I've had clubs do bourbon, scotches, stuff like that. What's nice is you're kind of expanding the event into a wider audience. So, um, you know, I, I, I hate to even say it myself, but there's a lot of people who might not like a comedy magic show or a, a comedy magic of mine. No way. There's like nobody out there. That, there's nobody in the world that doesn't like a comedy magic show, Denny. Come on. I know. I know. <laughs> but, you know, so there, but there are those strange cats who, who are out there. <laughs> and uh, what, what's nice is if you partner my events or any type of event, whether it's a comedy show or a murder mystery or anything else, if you add that wine element or that bourbon element or that scotch or just a different element to the evening, now you're attracting a bigger demographic to possibly come. So someone who is maybe on the fence, like, oh, I'm not really 100% sure. It might be hokey. Who knows? But now they're like, oh, well, there's a wine tasting. They might love wine and go, hey, okay, you know what? I'll go. I'll, I'll have some wine. So that you end up getting more people to come because there's something else for them to in- enjoy. So it just yeah. attracts a different group. Uh, sometimes also. it makes your jokes funnier too i got to imagine <laughs> so you you got to be a oh, fan you're, of it you're telling me the, the more they drink the better i am now. <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome i, I love that I, I, and yeah anytime anytime you can just take it to the next level or add an, another layer to the experience that's such a great idea well let's move on to number two on your list which is getting creative with their events and how they how they price out the tickets can you give us some of your tips on that yeah, sure. So I just think in, in, the, in the club world, and I was telling you kind of before we hopped on air, I love the club market. I, I love clubs. I love the members. I love the atmosphere. I love working with clubs, helping to have really fun member event nights. I was even telling you I actually bought a copy of the CMAA manual just so I can understand what my, what my potential buyers are learning about. And That's amazing. About so I understand, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm kind of nuts. Uh, so, you know, I think in this day and age, you know, uh, I forget who the most recent woman I, I complete brain fart, but she was just on, on the show talking about, um, I think it was the Jack, social media Jackie girl, Carpenter, maybe media girl, Jackie Carpenter, possibly. Yeah. And yeah. then it was somebody before who does private club magazine, I think, or something club magazine. Anyway, yeah. uh, they were just saying how the club world. Now you need to do more than just golf. You have to expand to a, a wider audience. 
So just doing events, you know, kind of like, you know, shameless plug, like a comedy magic of mind reading show, Mm -hmm. doing murder mystery events, just doing different things that, you know, even if they aren't a hundred percent successful. So even if maybe they didn't get the turnout that they wanted, or maybe they just had a bad experience, maybe with one type of a vendor, that doesn't mean they don't or can't and shouldn't try it one more time. Right. Um, uh, there, there's some events where I do in some clubs where, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of nervous and they'll bring me in and they might not get a huge turnout. So the lowest turnout I ever had was like 30 people and they were really upset because more members didn't come. But what happens was those members who did come had a blast right. and then they bring me back again, either that same year or the following year. And then we have double, triple, sometimes four times the amount of members come. Wow. So I think it's just, a, you know, just trying new things. But then even if it doesn't work, trying it again, because, you know, just because one or two members said, eh, there are probably more members who were there who may have had a good time. So I always tell clubs, like, always try things once or twice, because if you just stop at it the first time, I think they're missing out on a big opportunity for doing something really, really fun. And then uh, along that with, uh, with ticketing, I always tell clubs, you know, always try to try to get sponsors and partnerships with your events and also get creative with your ticketing prices. So to me, uh, when you go to different events, uh, now there's always, uh, VIP experiences that, that you can buy. Yep. So I always tell clubs, you know, have, have different price tickets or like different tiers, just get creative with those. Let's just say, for example, if you're, if you're doing a show, maybe one ticket is $50, maybe do two tickets for 75 or, you know, whatever your number has to be then maybe do a table of four is $200, but it includes one or two bottles of wine and X, Y, Z. Maybe there's a regular ticket for 50 and there's a VIP ticket for 75 and the VIP ticket includes open bar for an hour. Maybe it's a private meet and greet with some of the entertainers or whoever's coming in to hang out. Maybe it's a private acoustic set uh, with with, with the band they're doing. Uh, But, you know, people, people are part of a club for a reason. It's for that experience. And people are willing to pay for a better experience no matter what, what they do. So if they're coming to the club for an experience, why not give them the opportunity to have that certain extra special experience with whatever event th- that they're doing? Yeah. Um, and, you know, people like to, I don't want to say show off, but they always want to do something that, that other people can't. So, And even when I do shows that, that are ticketed to the public and just other shows, the VIP and the front row seats are always the first to sell. Right. So I always tell clubs, hey, make that first row seat, make those first couple tables a little bit more expensive because people are going to pay for it. Right. And worst case, if people aren't, then you just, you know, people have buy by regular and just tell them you're going to upgrade them upgrade. to the front row. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's something I, I always tell clubs. Some, some take me up on it. Some don't. I'm um, actually going to be at the club Inc in Alabama in about two weeks. And uh, I think we're doing a private show for, for the VIPs. The, for the show. So like a, oh, like wow. a private little cocktail hour, I'm going to be doing a nice little kind of private meet and greet with like a little private show. And then we're going to do the, the, the main show after for uh, the whole group. So I always tell clubs, you know, get, get creative, have fun with it because it's already going to be a fun event. So why not try and do something else a little bit different with, with it anyway? Yeah. Tiered pricing is, 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 is huge right now in the event industry. In fact, I was just speaking at a conference in Orlando and you know, they had inner circle ticket, then they had the VIP ticket, then they had your general admission ticket. And they sold out of yep. all the VIP and, and, and inner circle ones, which were five and ten times the price of the general admission. So there's people who will pay for that extra experience, which is awesome. And then I know the other thing you can do actually is to is to give people a incentive to actually buy the tickets early because so many clubs – and I work with a club up in Michigan and, and I guess – 
like people always wait to the last minute to <laughs> to reserve and it drives them crazy right <laughs> yeah it's a common in the clubs so uh, i know one of your ideas there is is to actually incentivize people to kind of buy their tickets earlier so can you talk about that denny yeah, so I always tell clubs, you know, give people a reason to get your tickets early. So if you're going to do tiered pricing, you know, maybe the first week or the first couple of days that you promote or start advertising your event to your members, say, hey, if you get your ticket in the next 24 hours, the next 48 hours, in the, in the next week, if you get your ticket and, and reserve it and don't back out, you'll get open bar for the for, for the first hour. Or maybe they'll get, you know, the VIP seating for the regular ticket price. So maybe if it's 75 bucks a ticket, but if you get your ticket right now, it's going to be 15 mm-hmm. instead, of the, instead of the 75. Give them a reason to sign up early. And uh, I always tell clubs like, you know, because uh, if you if you if the members are constantly waiting till the last minute to, to do their events and you're not kind of I don't want to say pe- penalizing them, but if you're giving them a reason not to sign up early, they're going to keep doing that. Right. There's no incentive for them to sign up early and get their tickets. They're going to they're just going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I just did a just did a club in San Diego, and the it was the Tuesday before the gig. There was 30 people. The day of, we were up to like I think 87. Wow, that's scary. How does so how does the like, chef and the, like the less than a week? Yeah, how do they prepare for that? That's crazy. Um, so this one, they didn't do dinner. It was heavy heavy hors d'oeuvres and open bar for the first hour. Yeah, even still. So it's, it was a little bit easier for them because uh, there wasn't really a full dinner. So, But it's still, you yeah. know, it's very it, it's difficult for the staff because, you know, if they're anticipating even 50, still now to rearrange the whole room and do 30 more, you know, it's, it's still, it, it's, it's very difficult for all parties involved. Yeah, totally. It totally is. Well, I love those ideas. And I mean... These are, these are things that you work out in the event world. And so it, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you're bringing that here to the private club world because it's those types of ideas that doesn't take a whole lot of effort, but it makes a huge difference. So let's move on to number three on your list, which is really getting staff on board. So what is your, what's your uh, third piece of advice to make events that don't suck? <laughs> so, like I said, I do events at clubs all, all over the country from Wausau, Wisconsin, down to Arizona, which I'm flying to on, on Friday. But I found that the most successful clubs that have the best events are the ones who, you know, get their, get their sponsors involved. They kind of do the, the things I was talking about. They get their sponsors involved. They, they try to reach a wider range of people. They do some different ticketing prices. They, they incentivize the people. But really, the clubs that I found have the best and most successful events and the highest attendance are the club that the whole staff is 150% on board for everything that everything the club does from the valet to the leadership team every single person in that club knows all about the events that are going on and coming up constantly reminding the members uh, about the events encouraging them them to come and they're actually excited for it so you know even, even down to like the valet people like reminding the uh, you know uh, Tim Jones coming in, you know, he, he's leaving for leaving his golf and going home. Hey, Tim, don't forget tomorrow. Oh, my God, we're having the most amazing comedy show coming in. Oh, my God, this dinner theater show or this murder mystery is going to be so much fun. I saw videos online. So when the whole staff is on board from the servers to everybody and there's constantly building up and hyping all, all the events, the turnout is better. The people are more excited. They're more engaged. And uh, and yeah, so I think just having making sure the whole staff is always aware of what's going on and they're always encouraging and welcoming the members to come and really want them to come and have a good time. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can feel the energy in events like that where people are really engaged and they're just excited that it's, that it's coming. It makes a huge difference. Exactly. Yep. Which then, you know, obviously I, I know not all, all clubs are tipping clubs and all clubs have all other different rules and uh, regulations, but I, it works out better for everybody because the more events people come to, the more the club's being supported, the more job security, the more work there is. So it's just kind of one of those revolving things. Like the more they're excited, the more the people come. You know, the more people want to come to the event, the more memberships, which means there's more new people. So it's just like, you know, it's an ongoing thing. Right. So. Yep. Totally. It's just a snowball effect for sure. And it kind of goes, that goes back to your point two there, which is, you know, when you get people signed up early, they start telling their friends or just start saying, Hey, are you going, you also going to the comedy night at the club in a couple of weeks? And they're like, no, I didn't even hear about that. Well, you should come, you know, like it just starts those conversations when you yeah. get people involved earlier exactly. in the process. Yep. And then especially, especially, so I didn't mean to interrupt, I'm sorry, but when, you know, it's now going back to the, uh, different ticketing you know even a i'm not a huge fan of doing like a thousand different ticket options but if you have like a, obviously have like a single ticket price and maybe have like a maybe not a two top but a, but, a, but a four top price yeah that maybe includes two or three bottles of wine for people and maybe there, there's a there's an eight table price for people who just want to come together right so what that does is hopefully it tells people instead of you know if, it, if it's a great price break or a great value add if for me to bring uh to, or to come with a another couple or or reserve my ticket with another couple you know, of course, I'm going to go to my friends who are also at the club. Or better yet, I always encourage every single event to be a member guest, um, which I think is just should be a given a, a across the board. You should yeah. always be encouraging guests, uh, members to bring guests. But um, you know, encourage those people to make it so they want to bring two or more people to get that extra value add. So then you know there's going to be more more people there. Right. Uh, and then kind of going off that, it's a little side note, but uh, some of the best clubs I've worked at too, they don't have two person tables they will they will take a they will take four groups of twos and put them together right to create one one big giant table yep so it you know it makes people kind of it forces i don't want to say net networking but it forces people to come together learn about each other know more about the members who are there so they can become closer and stuff and it makes for a, a much better show too yeah so I, I always have more fun at those there. yeah when people are yeah again it gets back to that energy people are having fun together and enjoying themselves together that's that you can feel that in the in the room there's a presence to that well i want to give people a bonus because three these first three were so good i want to give them one more bonus but before i do i do that i just want to let people know that they should check out the clubentertainer.com. I was over on your website, Denny. He's got some videos on there. You can kind of see what Denny's act is and how he engages the audience. It's just awesome stuff. Um, so definitely check that out, the clubentertainer.com. Denny, let's I do want to give Denny them a Corby.com too. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I do want to give them a, a bonus here. So for instance, uh, getting back to that podcasting conference I was at in Orlando a couple weeks ago. They're, they do such a great job that they know on like after lunch, the after lunch, you know, the, the, the conference room is all filled up in the morning. But after lunch, probably about 75% of the people actually make it back, <laughs> right? And they actually, so what they do is they take the chairs out of the room or they reset the room in a way so that it looks like the place is filled up. Why is that so important, Denny? So the energy in the room is probably, you know, and you just touched on it is the most important thing. And I always tell clubs, you're better off having just the perfect amount of seats for, for the club or for, for the show or having the show in the smallest room possible that you can fit the most amount of people. Cause it goes back to a comedy club or just any, any type of show. When people are together more, there, there's energy in the room. They want 
they don't want to make it look like, you know, it's not a, a sellout. They want to look like people are there. They want to make it look like a bigger crowd and they want the energy there. When you're around people and you're laughing and you're engaging and you're having fun and you're participating, whether it's a corporate event or a, or a club event, it's, you want that energy in the room and you want people close and you want them connected. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, there's nothing worse in my opinion than you go to like a conference and like there's five seats in between every one person that's sitting there. It just looks empty oh. and boring and like ugh. Yeah, but there, you can you can feel excitement when it's a sold out show or the room is packed and you can do that. That's great advice. Just use a smaller room, take the chairs away, and uh, the whole vibe exactly. is lifted when you do that. That's awesome. So, Denny, I know you've got some awesome gifts for our audience. So can you tell us about those? Yes, I do. I'm so excited for these. So I'll do, I'll do the good ones, then the great ones. Okay, perfect. So oftentimes, uh, so first, 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 first start with the, with the good one. And that is uh, oftentimes, this is more in the corporate world than, than in, the, in the club world, but I'm often consulted uh, kind of as an outside hire, not even to perform, but I talk with uh, corporate events, conferences, and different things of, you know, full, full day events, and they want me to figure out how I can help them inject energy, how they could take what they're already doing and make it better. So just kind of as an outside consultant, how to make their events better. And to me, I love working in the club world so much that uh, I'm willing to, I'm not, I'm not going to sell them anything. I don't want to sell anybody anything, but if they just want to talk and just brainstorm different ideas, whether it's ticketing, different sponsorships, just how to make an event better. Uh, I'm willing to hop on a call with anybody who hears me on here and I will talk to them for, for free. I'm not going to ask them to buy anything. There's no upsell. There's no anything. Uh, I just love connecting with people. I love talking with people. And if I can help clubs have more fun events and anything of that nature, uh, that would mean the world to me. So if anybody want to want to hop on a call, um, you know, they can go onto my website, dennycorby.com, shoot me an email. I'll be more than happy to talk with them and help them make their events better and anything that, that they're planning, whether it's with me or not. That's the first one. Awesome. That's a good one. That's a good Second start one. for sure. <laughs> How does it get better than That's that? A good start. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, and the second one is I am offering a free show to any CMAA chapter E event. Wow. So if any CMAA chapters are doing any sort of monthly meeting, uh, whether it's a, a, a dinner, anything like, like that, uh, I'm willing to come out and do my show for free for them. That's incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. So they can just literally call you up, book you for their next chapter meeting in Wauwatosa, yeah. Wisconsin. You'll, you'll get on a plane and go do that for them. That's amazing. I will get on a plane and go there. Yep. Wow. That, that's really cool, Denny. Um, let's talk about your show because we really, we, I mean, you've given us so much value. We really haven't even talked about what it is you do. So kind of take us through uh, a, a night with Denny and what, what a club can expect. Yeah. So um, these to me are the most fun events. I love club events. So usually it's me as my, my own show. Um, usually it's a member guest night, a annual dinner meeting, um, Usually it's uh, or sometimes just every you know clubs do monthly events and um, you know they they just bring in different types of entertainment. So usually it's me doing my uh, full show. Whenever I, I work with clubs, I have this down to a uh, system and a process. It's me and my assistant Michelle who also helps out with the with the booking process. So it's just me who comes in and does a show. 
but my assistant, Michelle, also helps out with everything. We do uh, customized digital posters for, for each club. So we send out a little intake form and clubs fill it out with all their show details, all that fun stuff, time, date, location, pricing, everything. And then we take, uh, we take all that, we send it off to one of my uh, designers who then creates a nice uh, custom digital poster that uh, promotes the show, has, has the club details on it, the show details, all that. And then I, I send that back to you so they can use it on their uh, digital boards, on their mailers, email blasts, social media, all that fun stuff. Also in the process right now of doing a club commercial that they can use on social media. So that'll hopefully be done in the next uh, month or two. Nice. And then uh, from there, usually um, if I come in a day early, um, which I usually do more in the uh, winter months because of travel, I like to get there a day early to make sure I'm there. So if I'm there a day early, you know, uh, kind of like I did in San Diego, I go and I'll kind of hang out and talk to the members, maybe try and, you know, get some more people to sign up and, and come to the show. So you put a, put a name to the face, help promote it and get, get, get people more excited. And uh, usually when it comes to the actual show, um, usually I will start off the evening doing close-up sleight of hand strolling entertainment during the cocktail hour. So getting people excited who show up as people are drinking, starting to have a good time. I go and just chat with them and introduce myself, kind of get the almost as the appetizer for the evening, getting people really excited. Then they will usually go off and do some sort of dinner, sometimes plated or, or buffet. Uh, and there's some clubs that just don't, don't even do dinner. They'll do heavy hors d'oeuvres or they're just, you know, have out kind of finger foods. And then I do my after dinner show or kind of evening show. It runs anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes. Um, usually on average, it's about 75, but depending on the club and the interaction and the banter, uh, and some clubs just have a hard, hard end time. Some clubs just say, hey, we just want a 45-minute show. Others say, obviously, don't do like three hours. But, you know, you can, you can just, just have fun with them. So just a really interactive, uh, really engaging comedy, magic, and mind-reading show. There's bits of stand-up in there. There's a little bit of magic, a little bit of mind-reading. Entertainment aspect. So no matter what, people always come out and have a good time. So it's really just, you know, almost celebrating life so just coming out enjoying the the members enjoying the club and just really having a really fun evening wow that's awesome that sounds like a really fun time denny i can't wait to see one of your shows next time you're in town because i know you've worked with the st pete yacht club a client of mine down here i will definitely make sure that i i come out to one of those i can't wait to see it so definitely again check check out denny's website he's got two dennycorby.com or theclubentertainer.com watch some of those videos and invite Denny out to your ch- next chapter meeting. And that's, an, that's just an incredible offer. That's so cool. Denny, I really appreciate you coming on here. One of my favorite guests so far of 2018. So thanks so much, man. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Gabe. I really appreciate it. And now it's time for your monthly masterclass presented by Master Club Advisors. Welcome to another edition of Masterclass presented by Master Club Advisors. I'm here with partner Gary Collins of Master Club Advisors. Gary, how are you today? I'm spectacular, Gabe. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Yeah. I think your radio show is an incredible program, and uh, I get a lot of comments from people who listen to it, and they feel like they always learn something. You've got interesting topics on and I'm always honored to be a guest. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, it, it, the show is is all about our guests, and it's because of you and the support of Master Club Advisors and your partner, Norm, that we can make this show possible. So we appreciate that so much. Now, Gary, you just got back from San Francisco. You were out at the CMAA World Conference. So we'd love to get your take on what was your highlights and what are some of the great things that happened out there, Gary. I love that conference game. I'm so glad you asked about it. And I, to, to your audience out there, 
uh, GMs know the conference and know it well, but to younger people getting into the industry, I really encourage you to work it into your agenda as soon as possible and, and go. The education is spectacular. No matter what discipline area you're looking for, food and beverage, golf operations, uh, financial, I mean, the every seminar they have is just uh, it's spot on. And not only are all the individual disciplines spot on, but the keynote speakers are 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 outstanding and the networking is second to none. So many of my fellow GMs who have been going for many years, it's always a great networking and a great opportunity to, to see them for young GMs or assistant managers starting out in the business. Sometimes it's not in the budget for you to get to go, but as, as it's available to you, I strongly encourage you to go. It's just such a, it's such a great networking opportunity and trade show and such a great educational opportunity. I think they had a little over 5,000 attendants. Wow. I don't know how many exhibitors they had in the trade show floor, but it uh, yeah. it, it was full. Any and, particular uh, speakers pop out to you or yeah, stand out? you know, there's always such good speakers there. But you asked that question, too. Uh, we, in the keynote address people we have are just incredible. Isaac Litsky, L-I-D-S-K-Y, just a, a great guy. And uh, has been has been said in uh, Forbes that he has the most eclectic resume in business. And nice. when you hear this, some of it may make connections for you. He was actually a child actor. He starred in uh, Saved by the Bell. Really? He was, he was one of the child actors in Saved by the Bell. But went on to law school at Harvard, uh, became a uh, clerk, uh, a Supreme Court clerk, clerk for two different Supreme Court justices, Was a, had a very successful law practice. That was, you know, didn't really like what he was doing, started his own business. They got on the verge of bankruptcy, saved the business. And it's a successful $51 million business today. Nice. And he's also a, a best-selling author. He published a book, Eyes Wide Open. Incredible, incredible story. This guy lost his sight at a very young age at 18 or 19. He got into uh, retina degeneration and totally lost his eyesight. Oh my but, goodness. you know, he, his whole speech is a, uh, you know, even uh, sometimes the things that take things away from you really give you vision and made it clear about all the things you needed to do. The guy really had the audience on the edge of his chair. And when you listen to the guy, you were motivated and inspired. I mean, and I encourage you to take a look at his book, uh, Eyes Wide Open. It's one of the best selling uh, books on the New York Times bestseller list uh, business books. Wow. I'll definitely um, Also, I'll say, uh, you know, uh, all the educational sessions they're more specific. They're about food and beverage profitability or, you know, golf course operations or golf shop operations. And all, all of those that I attended, every one of them, I was, I was really blown away by and thought the material was really solid and it was actionable information you could take home. But the keynote speakers, again, a, a really great guy, uh, Kirk Cronin, 16 years as a Navy SEAL, 16 years as wow. a Navy SEAL. Now this guy was entertaining. Yeah. His whole topic was uh, team building. And listen, those Navy SEALs, I mean, listen, you are you put your life in somebody else's hands. They understand teams, and they understand how to build teams and how to get commitment. And, of course, after his uh, tenure as a Navy SEAL, he became a business consultant, and he speaks on team building. And the stuff that he talked about in team building was absolutely amazing and was really applicable to every club. He's done it for NFL football teams as well. And it was really funny. Uh, I'll, I'll try and shorten this. I know we don't have all day, but in working with a, one of the teams, one of the wide receivers who really didn't have a, a team approach to things, it seems like, said, listen, I want to be in the Hall of Fame. I care about my career. I'm not this, for me, this is not about the team. It's about my career. 
he had a very good way of, of helping this guy understand. Listen, if you help the, if you will educate the defensive backs, you're an offensive uh, wide receiver. Educate the defensive backs about how to be better because you know what the wide receivers are doing. You're going to get you're going to get the defense off the field. You're going to get on the field more. You're going to get catch more balls. You're going to improve your chances nice. of getting in the home thing. <laughs> right. I mean, as opposed to chastising the guy for not having a team view, he came up with four or five scenarios. That was just one that I gave you about how working for the other portions of the team would actually help him achieve his personal goal. Love it. it. Sounds a little you know trite and sort of, but when you hear it in the exactly what happens and we all have been through this as club managers you've got team members that are not pulling with a team that are out there on their own agenda somewhere and if we can really help corral them into our team agenda and help them understand that they we can help their personal agenda by better achieving the team agenda spectacular stuff yeah and uh i, I want to say again uh you know the uh, the continuing education and the camaraderie are what it's really about but listen the points really matter too for young guys out there as somebody in the search business, I will tell you when we are going to these clubs, they want to know if you're a CCM. They want to having earning those educational points, and it isn't just the points; it's the education is important to your career. So, can't say enough good things about uh, CMA's uh, World Conference, and it's going to be in Nashville next year, and uh, should be another good one. I All hope right, see a cool. lot of your listeners there. Get the, get the cowboy boots on. I've got mine ready. I'll probably be at that one for sure. I couldn't make this one because it was my son's birthday, and I had a bunch of things going on here at work. So this wasn't the year for me. But Nashville, I'll probably make that one for sure. <laughs> now, well, speak- it's true. It, particularly, I'll say briefly. Particularly in South Florida, we tend to be very busy. We there's been a lot of uh, agitation over the years for trying to find a time other than the winter, which is good for the northern clubs but horrible for the southern clubs. Right. Many of my fellow club managers who are big CMA supporters go every other year just about because it's yeah. it's just hard to get away from the clubs. Yeah, so we understand that schedules are going to conflict and family and club are important, but hopefully, you know, you at least make every other one or every third one or something. We look yeah. forward to seeing you in Nashville. Yeah, for sure. This is this is my busy, busy time. So I gotta it's all uh, all hands on deck here at the office. Now, Gary, you've got some awesome education that you team up with club benchmarking to deliver to those southern clubs. So that's a perfect lead into that. Why don't we talk about your symposium series coming up this summer? Uh absolutely correct. Club benchmarking is our partner. We do three symposiums all over the country. The symposiums are world class. We always get very, very positive feedback and, uh, you know, great speakers. You just cannot go wrong. The dates and locations have not been set yet. They will be in the next 30 days. Please watch your emails or check our websites or check Club Benchmarking's website. In the next 30 days, these symposium dates and locations will get posted. And uh, it's, it's a day and a half to two days of education. We also have a little, usually a little golf or something in there, a little fun. But the conferences, the symposiums are are absolutely spectacular and the hr symposium is one that's growing the fastest now the gms tend to attend our and the assistant gms tend to and even some board presidents uh, attend our gated club symposium and our great clubs of the south so we have two that are more geared to general managers and board members assistant general managers we have one the hr symposium that's geared to the hr director of the hr professional Action club and all the guys that i know in the club business today you know, we say it to the point of being um, uh, redundant, but listen, it's about the people you hire. It's about the people you hire. It's about the people you hire. HR departments today are one of the biggest impacts on your club. And all clubs have gotten far more sophisticated with their HR department, not only in terms of 
compensation and you know and by the way we can talk a little bit about that in a minute because some nice things developing in a gm compensation but in terms of recruitment uh, the hr professional makes such a difference in your club and such a difference in your team building good hr professionals don't just help recruit the staff they help keep the staff uh, uh own message and delivering what needs to be delivered every day to members so Three of them will be coming up. Please watch your emails or check our websites. I, I encourage attendance and club managers. I encourage you to send your HR professionals. This a few years ago, this was relatively small. It's become one of our biggest. We have about fifty-five or sixty HR professionals from the best clubs in the country uh, attend this thing, and it is a great networking opportunity for them. And the things they learn there will make your club better when when they get home. Yeah, for sure. That's such an important position at clubs right now. Absolutely. Well, you teased it, Gary. So let's go right into it. Let's talk about some of that uh, GM, uh, some of the uh, compensation that's changing. What's going on with that? Well, we're getting some uh, interesting developments of people trying to be smart. And I don't know this is going to happen. This is all very preliminary. This is out in the future. This is just a uh, throwing spaghetti at the wall kind of conversation right now and seeing what sticks. But Brian Crow, who is a national director with CMA, was talking to me at the conference. And one of the things Brian said was, and it's true for all of us, as a young manager, you know, I was just worried about having a job. I was thrilled to have a job. And, of course, I wanted to negotiate a good compensation package, and I wanted to have a 401k and, and, uh, and, and decent base pay and a bonus uh, package. But so many things in compensation can get well beyond that, and so many things in compensation are tied to continuous employment. You know, if you go to work for United Airlines and work there for 30 years, it's very different than working 10 years at one great club and 10 years at another great club and 10 years at another great club. Every time you change, if you lose insurance or long-term disability, it's more expensive to rewrite that insurance and long-term disability when you're at a, a later age. When you're 30, it's, it writes at one rate. When you're 50, it writes at another rate. So Brian, and this is all very preliminary, nothing's official yet, but Brian is working on some concepts to try and tie together some compensation ideas that could be movable club to club. Again, not done, very preliminary, but I think he's really on to something. We need to be smarter about how to, so that when you lose your insurance or your long-term disability and have to sign up at a new club, even if they give it to you, it comes in at a different rate. If there's some way we can set it up so that these can travel with club managers, even through changes of employment, it could really be a, it could really be a smart move. Oh, Again, yeah. very preliminary, but I'm very excited to see what comes out of this. Neat. That's very interesting. Well, hopefully we can have you back to talk more about that as, uh, as that all gets fleshed out. That's pretty, that's pretty cool, Gary. Um, next thing I wanted to make sure we touch on today is the Seminole Region Charity Event for the FLCMAA. Uh, it's happening again at Boca West this year. Can we talk about some of that stuff, Gary? Oh, my goodness. I can go on uh, about that forever. This is such <laughs> a fun event, and uh, I really love it. I hope you'll be my guest this year. We're planning on I'm coming. I'll be there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Absolutely. We raised about $600,000 for various children's charities in South Florida, and the charities are absolutely incredible. I mean, it's a first tee, uh, four kids, uh, George Snow Scholarship Fund, Special Olympics, Unicorn, Place of Hope, SOS Children's Village. When you see the work these charities do and the way they improve kids' lives, you'll, it makes me want to work harder every year and, and raise even more money. But to get a big picture, sort of a satellite view of the event, this is really kind of a fun thing. We'll raise about $600,000. Approximately, I'm rounding off, 
approximately 400,000 of that will come from the gala and the regular golf tournament, which we will play on four courses. It's one of the biggest charity events in the nation. We'll have a 120 player we'll have five on four courses, 480 players or more. Uh, but in addition to the $400,000 we raised from the gala, we raised approximately another 200,000 through marathon golf. And this is a great program. I, I love, this is our eighth year of marathon golf, but it really allows a lot of the younger people coming up in the industry, a way to get in, you know, the tournament's $2,000 to play in. And a lot of times the club may put in, send in a, a board member and a GM, but they don't necessarily get down the food chain to the assistant manager. By playing marathon golf, you can earn your own spot into the tournament. As a marathon golfer, if you raise uh, $10,000, you get a spot in the tournament and a foursome, uh, a foursome in the tournament and, and eight gala tickets. It's uh, Last year, we raised 230000 I rounded off at two hundred, but four and 200 But the marathon golf is so incredible. I think we had 15 or 16 teams participating last year. The idea is you play as many holes as you can and you get people to donate on a per hole basis or one flat donation. I mean, we have so much fun with this and we get coverage from all the local news channels. And uh, I love to help uh, work with other chapters on this. Other chapters all over the country have uh, uh, charity tournaments as well. And they have good ideas. People will call me and they, they give me good ideas about what they're doing. If you have a, if you are a chapter officer somewhere out there in the country and you have a charity tournament, please give me a call. 561-261-3554. I want to hear about what you're doing and what's successful. And I will also share with you anything we can share with you of what we do to make, make our tournament successful. At the moment, uh, I talked to Melissa Lowe last year. I haven't talked to her this year. I think we are the largest, most successful charity tournament among club managers, you know, not including PGA events. But in club manager chapter, 600,000 is one of the largest and most successful. Wow. And You're going to get the Guinness Book of World Records to come and validate that, Gary. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. We yeah. almost got on the Golf Channel a couple of years ago. But here's the thing I've got to get to that's really fun. Many of your listeners out there know J.D.P.H.O. He's a character. You know Jay from Boca West, of course. I know of him. I've never met him personally, but I know of him. Oh, he is. He is. Uh, we laughingly call him the Godfather. He <laughs> is our mentor. He uh he aided many of us in our careers, and he retired this year. He still stays on as a consultant for the club, but he stepped down as the club GM this year. But Jay has agreed to do marathon golf this year, and oh, my goodness, are we having fun with that. <laughs> uh, he's going to attempt to play more holes than he is years old, and I told him that's a lot of golf. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, you I don't, got like I don't want to call you old, buddy, but if you try to play more holes than, than you are years old, that's a lot of golf. So, <laughs> he, here's the amazing thing is uh, he's a rookie marathoner. You know, he's a rookie marathoner. Oh, wow. We, we call him rookie despite his, uh, despite his age. He's a rookie marathoner. <laughs> and he said, listen, these guys may play more holes of golf than me, and they may turn in better scores than me, but they won't beat me at raising money. Nice. They will not beat me at raising money. So Jay has issued a challenge to all the Seminole region. Any rookie team that beats him at raising money will arrange for them to have lunch and a golf course in one of the better clubs in the area. And, oh, my goodness, are we having fun with this. I yeah. mean, the barbs are being traded back and forth, and uh, it's yeah, going to be fun to just see. Just bragging uh, rights. Gonna you, see, there's going to be some competition. It's going to be fun to see who gets the bragging rights and, <laughs> yeah. and where, the, where all this ends up. And, right. of course, I'm optimistic and hopeful that, all this, um, you know, uh, 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 slinging slings and arrows and trying to beat each other, regardless of who wins, the truth is the charities will be the real winners. If we raise more money, 
the kids are going to be the real winners. So I'm very excited about this to all your listeners out there. Uh, if you would love to, we'd love to have you come down, you know, uh, you can chat with me or you can find it online. Uh, the tournament is June, uh, the game is June 10th. The tournament is uh, June 11th. Please consider putting a team in. Uh, we'd love to see you there. And, uh, and we, you'll have fun if you come. Yeah, I bet. Well, I will be there, so you'll also be able to join me and maybe get you on Private Club Radio Show. So if you need a little extra incentive to be there, we'll do that as well. A lot of fun. Oh, we'd love yeah. that. Yeah. We'd love that. <laughs> what a great idea yeah. that is, Gabe. That yeah. is a great idea. Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right, well, before I let you go, I want to talk about some of your searches that are ongoing right now. You've got some amazing clubs looking for general managers out there, so can you share a few of those with us? We do. Uh, Champion Hills in Hendersonville, North Carolina, a great Fazio course and a great club. We're very near the end of that search, but we're, uh, we're, I'm hoping we're going to wrap that one up here shortly and we'll have some exciting announcements to make, but a great club. And the Beach Club at Santa Monica, California, where uh, Greg Patterson was for years, another great club. Big shoes to fill. Two more different, <laughs> yeah, two more different clubs there couldn't be. You know, this uh, fantastic golf, Fazio golf course in North Carolina and the Beach Club in Santa Monica, California, mm -hmm. but still both great clubs. And despite the fact that they're different and there's a lot of differences, the GMs need a lot of the same characteristics. I mean, you really have to understand. And today's GMs are so good at all the disciplines, whether it's food and beverage, finance, membership growth. I mean, and, and the one that we're really getting better at and we have to even get better at is governance. Yeah. I think this is one of the things when we talk about education and we'll talk about this at gated communities this year and at great clubs in the South is we've got to get better as an industry at governance. And I think that both CMAA and all the people working in the industry have been focused on this and we're getting thoughts and ideas. And I think slowly we're making progress at ways to improve uh, governance and our partner club benchmarking is really one of the driving forces in this and that governance, they're trying to make governance be driven not by emotion but by good financial management and it's it's such a key part so even though the clubs are dramatically different the the things required to be successful working well with members committees governance being good at the disciplines having good golf courses having good golf shops having great food and beverage all those things are are uh, incredibly it's you, you have to have the basics, but beyond the basics, you really have to get really, really good at the financing and the governance. We also have Lakeland Country Club in Lakeland, Florida. We're still looking for candidates there. We're close. And a little bit of a teaser, this is not official yet, and I can't say it, and we may not get it. You know, this goes. We sometimes get But we're very close, and I think within the next week, we're going to have a new 36-hole golf facility in uh, South Florida. This is going to be a very good job. So if any of your listeners interested in moving to South Florida, you know, want to give me a call about a week from now, I may have a new job. Wow. But even if I don't have the new job, I'm all, listen, I love helping guys with their careers. Anybody that wants to talk to me about resumes, about where you want to go, about what your goals are, part of Norm and I's job in the search industry, of course, our clients are the, are the clubs and we're trying to work for them to ensure they good good general managers. But as part of that, we're always trying to help general managers grow their careers and be focused on their careers. And what can we do to make your career better? So anybody out there that's interested in any of the jobs we have, or just want to talk about careers in general, please feel free to call Norm or I check our website. We'll do anything we can to help you. 
You guys are such a great guy, such a resource to the industry. So certainly take take Gary up on his offer if you're looking for a job out there. That's that's a wonderful resource to have. Gary, as always, just awesome to have you on the show. I want to invite listeners to check out masterclubadvisors.com. The website of Master Club Advisors, very easy to remember there, masterclubadvisors.com. And get on their uh, newsletter list. Um, because that's a wonderful publication you guys are putting out as well. So, Gary, once again, wonderful to have you. Gabe, agree 100%. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Well, that's going to do it for us today here on Private Club Radio. Thank you for spending your time here, almost an hour today, but hopefully you got some incredible value. I certainly did. I loved having Denny on. Love talking to Gary, as always. Until next week, I wish you well, and here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital, expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.